السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته. الحمد لله. الحمد لله. نور الدريس. ما شاء الله حافظ نور الدريس. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِنَّ كَثِيرًا مِنَ الْأَحْبَارِ وَالرُّهْبَانِ لِيَأْكُلُونَ أَمْوَالَ النَّاسِ بِالْبَاطِلِ وَيَسُدُّونَ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَالَّذِينَ يَكْنِزُونَ ذَهَبَ وَيَسْخُونَهَا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ فَبَشْرًا بِعَمَالٍ أَنِيمًا Why? That's a strange ayah to have as your favorite. Um, for me, it's for, because I'm trying to become a scholar. So it says, oh, you have believed many mm-hmm. of the scholars, they devour the wealth of people and unjustly and avert them. So it's like a reminder for like me yeah. to, to not go through the same steps. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Noor, how about you? That's a good point. Um, mine would be the second last ayah that I recited. وَلَا عَلَى الَّذِينَ إِذَا مَا أَتَوْكَ لِتَحْمِلَهُمْ قُلْتَ لَا أَجِدُ مَا أَحْمَلِكُمْ عَلَيْهِ تَوَلَّوْا عَيُنُهُمْ تَفِيضُ مِنَ الدَّمِينَ حَزَنَ إِلَّا يَجِدُ مَا يُفِقُونَ If I'm not wrong, I think he's talking about the battle of the book. Where you know, even the companions of the Prophet ﷺ that were poor and weak, they also wanted to participate in this battle and go out in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, since they were poor, they did not have a right or any other weaponry. They asked the Prophet, do you have anything extra for us? And he said, No, I don't have anything for you. Mm-hmm. So they turned back crying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, it just shows the eagerness that they had in their hearts to do good. They wanted to go. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, subhanAllah. That's a good point. Much both of it. I'm impressed both. MashaAllah. Alam course is helping. MashaAllah. <laughs> 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 I'll see you guys. Huh? In a few minutes. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Masalli ar-Rasulil kareem. In today's recitation, the Hufal al-Qurra finished and completed the, the recitation of the 10th Jews. Um, in the 10th Jews, we finished in the first quarter, we finished Surah Al-Anfal, but we've spoken about that yesterday, and we complete the major portion of Surah Al-Tawbah, and Surah Al-Tawbah is a very interesting surah, anyone know why Surah Al-Tawbah is interesting, anyone want to comment why they think it's interesting, why it's different, why Surah Al-Tawbah is a little different, anyone know? I think Sheikh Abdullah is listening, so obviously he knows the answer, right? Or is it Noor's writing it? Oh, Sister Serena, she got it too. There's no Bismillah in the beginning. Yeah, I don't know if he's about them. Mashallah, how are you doing? Uh, there's no Bismillah in the beginning, right? So I'm going to start expl- with explaining why there's not a Bismillah in the beginning, in the start, and then we'll go into the actual theme of the surah, and I'll pick a specific verse to speak about for a few minutes. So there are five aqal telling us why there's not a bismillah. I'll share two of them, which are the dominant opinions that are found in Qurtabi, Mafatih al-Ghayb, and Imam Fakhuddin al-Razi, rahimahullah, and also Imam Ibn Ashur's At-Tahri wa Tanweer. Where, number one, they say that whenever the Prophet sallallahu would write a letter or pass on a message to the mushrikun of Mecca, either from himself or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he would pass it on with starting the letter with saying, Bismillah rahman rahim that Allah is the most merciful. Right. Allah is the most merciful. And that's how the letter would begin. That's how the message would, would start. But when Surah At-Tawbah came, Surah At-Tawbah is a surah which Ibn Abbas says 
the name, another name of it is Al-Fadiha, which means the exposer. That it exposes the plots of the mushrikun and the filth within the hearts of the munafiqun. This is why this surah is really heavy. It's really powerful, right? Uh, Ali radiallahu anhu would say, this is a surah, you know, a sword has a sheath, has a covering. This surah came without a sheath because it, it just opened up and exposed all of the munafiqun and the filth that they had stored inside of their hearts. So, they say that when this surah came, the Prophet sent Ali anhu to read it to them. And there was no Bismillah because there's no in this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not beginning it with the sense of mercy for them. That you had so many years to return to me, you had so many years to take heed from, from the signs that I gave you to the Prophet, and yet you did not. This is it. Bara'atum Rasuli. That now, now we, we are we are completely free from you. Right, that's one opinion. A second opinion, a second opinion that, that um, Ibn Abbas shares is that a Tawbah and an Anfal are connected. They're connected. And they're one surah. So there's no need to put a bas- to put a, a basmala in between. So rather than adding a second basmala, since they're one surah, they keep them that way. In the opinion of Uthman when he compiled the Quran, when Ibn Abbas asked him, he said that the Prophet told us not to put a basmala here when he t- when he read it to us, so we didn't put a basmala here. And he said that there must be, there must have been a wisdom of the Prophet not telling us about the basmala, so I kept it out. So that's the third one that we can also have. And the first one is an uh, uh, opinion that I I, I tend to um, feel feel through the through the readings that we have in tafsir is the dominant opinion. Nonetheless, this surah's theme is very heavy, right? It speaks about the, the encourage, in, encouragement to the believers to turn towards Allah and spend in the path of Allah and go in the path of Allah. That if you really, if, if you love your your fathers, your children, your parents, your family, your wealth, more than Allah and His Prophet, then that's a problem. And this is referring to rational love, that when it's time to make a decision, the decision should not be based, based upon what my child wants, what my wife wants, what my husband wants. It should be upon what Allah wants from me. It's not it's not specifically referring to um, the, the, the natural love that you have. It's a rational love that you have. So it speaks about how Allah is encouraging the people to spend in the path of Allah and go out in the path of Allah. And then it also is completely exposing the inner filth of the munafiqun. And that's what I'm going to speak about today. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I think it's befitting that this, since the surah exposes munafiqun, we'll speak about one of those individuals that Allah refers to in the surah. Uh, Allah says about these people that al-munafiqun wal-munafiqat ba'dhum min ba'd. The hypocrites are from one another. They're not friends with one another. They're not friends. Allah doesn't use, Allah, Allah speaks about believers. He says, That believers are friends of one another. Their hearts are mutahida. Imam Qurtabi says, the reason why Allah did not use the word friends with munafiqun, even though it's a similar verse, is because the hearts of the munafiqun, even though they're, uh, they have similar intent, their hearts are not united. And the believers, their hearts are united. So Allah says, number one, they, they, they're from this, they have the same, they have the same objective. And their objective is to stop people from doing good and enjoying evil. Now Allah says, 
near the end of this passage, he says to the Prophet ﷺ, and this is referring to uh, one of the munafiqun who had passed away, and his name was Abdullah ibn Ubay ibn Sulul, who was the leader of the munafiqun, was the leader of the munafiqun, and passed away. His son, Abdullah, whose name was also Abdullah, came to the Prophet ﷺ and he said to him, you know, can you please pray janazah on my father? Out of Even though he knew his father was a munafiq, out of love and, and, and attachment, he said, you know, maybe the Prophet will, if I go to him, he never says no anyways, he'll say yes to me. And, um, and he was right. When he went to the Prophet, the Prophet said, yeah, I'll pray janazah, I don't mind. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down this first verse, which was That, O oh, Prophet of Allah, seek repentance for them, or do not seek repentance for them. It won't make a difference. Len. Len is referring to absolute emphasis that Allah will never forgive them for that which they did to you. And for that which they uh, hid in their heart and hoarded in their heart against, um, against um, Islam. So there's no point of doing istighfar. So the Prophet ﷺ said that, that I've been given a choice. I can still seek repentance. And I'll seek repentance for them and Allah will forgive them. And Umar was um, you know, very rigid at this in, in this specific instant where he said to the Prophet, you can't pray janazah on them. They knew that if the Prophet prayed janazah on them, then that man would perhaps be forgiven. So the Prophet ﷺ is getting ready to go out and pray janazah on him. And Umar is behind him. And he's literally tugging on the Prophet's collar saying, Oh, Prophet of Allah, don't go, don't go, don't go. And while he's doing this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends the ayat on وَلَا تُصَلِّي عَلَىٰ أَحَدٍ مِّنْهُمْ مَاتَ أَبَدًا وَلَا تَقُمْ عَلَىٰ قَبْرِ إِنَّمْ كَفْرُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِ وَمَاتُوا هُمْ فَاسِقُونَ Don't ever, a direct negation, prohibition to the Prophet, don't ever pray janazah on those individuals. Because إِنَّهُمْ كَفْرُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِ They disbelieved in Allah and they passed away in a state that they were not believers. They had nifaq in their hearts. We know in our time, we all seek protection from nifaq. Even Umar would seek protection from nifaq. And he would ask Hudayfa ibn Yaman anhu, who was the secret keeper of the Prophet is my name amongst those that are munafiqs? Obviously, Umar is you know, above and beyond everyone else other than Abu Bakr anhu. Why would he be afraid? It was just, uh, it was to be cautious, not to be anxious and have anxiety over it. Just to be cautious over that, Allah, please protect me and save me from nifaq and hypocrisy. Uh, so Allah tells him, you can't put janazah on him. And he, 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 is, he turns away. And what he does out of love for the youngster, for the son, he takes his cloak or his, or his cloth and he gives it to his son. And he says, use this as the kafan, as a shroud for your father. Um, this was a means of making the kid happy, making him feel good about the situation, because of course, this, you can imagine the child knowing that Allah just said that you can't put janazah on him, how he felt about his father, even though he knew he was a munafiq. So the Prophet gave him this to make him feel good. And the Prophet was told, you can't put janazah on them, and now they've been exposed. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about them, that one of the reasons why there was a difference between the munafiqun and the believers, and I'll end at this, and I'm sure... Shaykh Abdullah al-Mufid Abdul Rahman will speak about um, the story of Hunayn and the story of Tabuk and Ubayy uh, and the story of Ka'b ibn Malik. So I don't want to touch those stories. But the thing that I it was interesting where Imam Qurtubi rahimullah says that, um, sorry, Imam, Imam Alusi rahimullah says that in this surah you realize one of the innate features that prevented the munafiqun from ever believing. 
right? And that was Farihal Mukhallafuna. That they were people who enjoyed being in the background. Not in the sense that they, they, had, they were sincere, no. They enjoyed being in the back when there was a time of need. And when there wasn't a time of need, when there was a time of giving, they would come forth and put, the, put their hands out. But when it was a time of giving and, and, and the need was there for, for their expertise, for their, for their talent, مخلفونا. they were just, they couldn't, they were nowhere to be seen. They were nowhere to be heard. Right? And Allah refers to this same idea in Surah Al-Hadid where He talks about that on the Day of Judgment, believers will have light and the munafiqun will not have light. And when Allah explains why they won't have light, the answer comes from the believers that the reason why you don't have light that you are people who continue to delay acts of goodness. You continue to delay acts of, of righteousness. Right? So it's very important for us to not to delay things that are essential for Allah's pleasure in our life. And this is why Allah speaks about the believers at the end of the surah where he says that when they came to the Prophet ﷺ and they asked him, Do you have can you help us? We don't have to transmit. Pause, right? It's fine. He says, I don't have anything to give you. And these people who are believers, you could see how much they wanted to move forward. They were not people in the background, they want to stay in the back. They wanted to be in those individuals that are sabiqu ila maghfirah, that they are rushing towards any form of goodness that can bring Allah's pleasure. So they say, Allah says about them that when they're turned away, they're crying. Like they're crying because they want to go so bad. And they want to help out so bad. And the munafiqun are people that wanted to stay in the back and never wanted to come to the aid of the Prophet when there was a need. So these, this, this uh, quality of wanting to be in the back and not wanting to rush towards doing good deeds or doing them at the right time is a quality that we should avoid. Obviously, we are protect, we're protecting, we want to protect ourselves from nifaq. So we identify uh, hypocrisy through signs. And that's one of them. The Prophet says, Ayatul munafiqi thalatun. That the sign of a munafiq is three. Number one, that he's a pathological liar, he's always lying, or she's always lying. When they're given a trust, either it may be a trust of wealth or a trust of uh, of a secret, they break the trust, right? Uh, and the last, lastly, and when they argue, they become very vulgar. May Allah protect us from these qualities and make us amongst those that are with the believers. And they are friends with each other. Even though they've never met, their hearts are united because they know what they want and that is the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah bless you all. Jazakallah khair for joining. Um, inshallah 3.30 is Sheikh Sulaiman Mullah's session today. I hope you guys are able to join that as well. Thank you so much and may Allah bless you all. And 9.30 of course will be the daily reflections from Sheikh Abdullah and Abdul Rahman. Um, so jump on that. And um, I look forward to seeing you guys soon. Brothers and sisters. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.